Welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire, powered by ShirtAgency.com. Get ready to take a trip inside the apparel industry for the best tips, tricks, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Cole Lundstrom. Good afternoon. We are back. (laughs) So, uh, okay, so where are you guys? What happened with updates on ads and stuff? Are they running finally? Ads are running and they're doing pretty well, surprisingly, especially the video. People are watching the entire promo video. Sweet. So Why do you think it is? What do you think worked about that video? I don't know. Maybe a mixture of, you know, Portland and just the type of clothes they're wearing and the designs. It just kind of, I think it fits our area. Where, how did that video get made? What was it? So that video was actually a promo video for a church conference. And I asked them if I could use it. Uh, and they let me. They gave me permission. So they sent me the video. And uh, I just literally just added a little watermark in the corner. Printed by Grandland Graphics. That's it. And a little message at the end. Sweet. So you got pretty lucky with it. You didn't have to actually uh, yeah, make any make content. It. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So today I figured we'd talk about your guys' problem with getting stuff done smoothly. Because if you really are doing like five jobs in a week, you should be done like on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So uh, we got both of you in here. Mark, Hello. why don't you tell us what is wrong with the business? What, do you, what, are, what are the things that happen just kind of over and over where you keep seeing it just waste time? Um, so I'll basically get called to do other jobs that's another big that's, that's one big thing so you'll be on a task and then he and then, gives you some random chore yes okay it, and it kind of just throws everything off because i'll get there i'll start you know like burning screens or i'll start you know adjusting and then he'll either need help or i'll need to go i'll realize that some of the screens you know i need more screens uh so i'll have to go wash screens which like takes like two hours to, you know, like to wash the, enough screens or whatever, and then I have to dry them, then I have to coat them, then I have to dry them, then I have to burn them. And then by the time all that, it's like already 12, you know, in the middle of the day well, for me. And then, you know, it's just a, it's such a long process because it shouldn't even take that long just to do like one order, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what's going on with your scheduling right now? How is it like, how, how does somebody know what to do without actually talking to you? Is there a schedule, a calendar in place? No. No. All right, so I'm going to introduce you to this concept. It's called scheduling. <laughs> well, well, now that we have Printavo. Yeah. How's Printavo going to schedule? You can put in a due date for the order, mm-hmm. and you could put in a production due date for the order. Uh, like so, so, and, and it literally puts it right on the schedule, like a big red box, and you could... Be, uh, I think you could put in how much hours that job should take, but then again, you know, that's just guessing. But you can put like due dates and somebody has to organize it though. I guess, I don't know. So it's just a calendar. Basically, it's a calendar. It shows all the jobs. Yeah, it shows all the jobs where they are currently, if they need films, if they need. So, where's your plan to manage that? Are you going to start creating a schedule for him or is he going to just be in charge of it and you're only doing sales and like anything that shows up in the calendar he's now organizing with his own team and you're just like leaving him alone what do you think is better i mean i think whichever decision you make has to be like the final decision because either you make a schedule and he has to follow it or he's self-sufficient and you get out of the way you can't 
you can't tell him, hey, handle it, and then he's doing a perfectly fine job, and then you, like, sabotage his week. Okay. Then, so it's then one Mark, of those two Mark, things. If, you, if you're willing to take that on, then I'll be able to, for example, I can start focusing on sales. Because clearly we have a problem with sales. We, need, we definitely need more sales. But the second step to that would be organizing those sales and getting that done on time, getting orders done. Because there's a few issues with actually printing. Our quality is very good, but how fast we print and how effective it is, right? You were saying yourself the other day uh, that uh, here at this print shop, they don't even turn down the speed at all. But uh, we're always... See, what, what I notice is this. Um, so basically, our speed will be like at one, and it'll go, it'll go through. You mean the stroke of the yeah? It, it'll squeegee. be at the speed at two, which is that's crazy slow. slow. That's it's, it's really slow. Figures is around seven most of the time. And basically, what I noticed is we go around two times, like so, like print, flash, and then it goes around one more time, then print, flash. You're multi-printing. Uh, just why the, the whites? Why don't you just go white flash and then another white screen, and it goes around once for fat? Uh, actually, Vlad talked about that. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's <laughs> that's twice the speed. No. I mean, sure, you got 40 shirts, then yeah, just... That's what it is sometimes. It's if like, it's, it's 40, like 40 shirts, shirts, there's some sort of break-even. But if you have 500 shirts to print, no, yeah. and you're going around twice, you did the work of a 1,000 shirts for no reason. Wow, that's, that's, true. A, that's a good point. And I, you're spinning the carousel, like, what would have been a 1,000 shirts worth of time? Yeah, that's... All because you didn't want to burn one screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. So under base and then top white, that's going to be added. But going back to the scheduling, do you want to actually take on your own schedule so that you're so, like, right now there's no one really underneath you except for maybe some part-timers, but that would make you production manager and it makes him like head of sales only, which means that if he's getting into the production manager side of it, there's a problem. See, the thing is, I feel like what would happen is like, hey, this guy wants his stuff done right now. So uh, that happens. That honestly does happen sometimes. Where well, we I, also, I, I would be doing an order, and then you'd come out of nowhere and be like, bro, uh, this guy's coming to pick up his decals. He needs them done right now. So, so here's and, the thing. And I can't. And here's I can't the because, thing. Here's the big thing we're changing. Here's the big thing we're changing. Number one, uh, we're gonna have a turnaround time, and we're gonna follow that turnaround time. And if somebody wants to break our schedule it's going to be worth it because we're going to be charging a rush fee. As simple as that. Well, that's, if that's what we're going to do now, then if yeah, that's that what we're going to do. That's, out, but because, because what was happening was that, was that was literally it. It's just me and you kind of, and then, you know, Ruben and the other guy, they come, they come later on the day and they're still in high school. So they can only come after four and they work from like four to 10 or whatever, how late they can stay. And usually what happens is I have to stay, so I get there at nine, and then you leave at five, which is fine. But I have to stay with Ruben and Jason, the other guy, to tell them what to do. Make sense? So I'm staying like 14 hours. But are you on overtime during that, or? Mm, no. Well, why aren't you on overtime? We just never figured out yeah. a system for that. We should. Uh, well, the state actually has created a system for that. Oh. Uh, so it's not like you really get to make that up. Okay. Like he could actually sue you for back wages already. Like, you get paid your stock hourly, whatever your hourly is now, right? Yeah. Eight hours. 
eight hours to 12 hours, I believe, is time and a half. And then 12 hours plus is double time. And that's right. the law. Yeah. So if you're not on the clock, you're not there. And if you're on the clock, all that applies. That's, you don't really get to choose. Now, if he was on some sort of salary, then that would be different. Um, but even with salary, at some point, you can't really exploit people too much. You could pay him a flat $3,200 a month. And then he, you could say, like, yeah, you have to stay today because it's salary. But when it comes down to that, like, overtime hourly thing, people have to be paid to actually work. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, where can we learn, like, all the basics of, 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 of all this stuff? Uh, I mean, you're a registered business. You probably got a... Didn't you get one of those, like, um, I always get those flyer things in the mail talking about, like, the rules, the labor laws? Not really. Well, Google it. Okay. Google Oregon labor laws so that you can see what your minimums okay, but are. That in itself is also a problem, the fact that if Mark has to stay overtime in order to tell them what to do. That's what, no, that's not the thing. It's, um, right? Well, it's a problem. I mean, in a way, I guess. It, that's what a production manager is. So, like, if they're not self-sufficient, you could just replace them and get better guys. Or you could not have them be there and just make him do all the work. Which I mean, you have options. But to just expect someone to magically fix your problem and you don't pay them much money is a no, 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 thing. no, no. I'm willing to pay, you know. If if we start getting sales and, we, and the business gets organized and all that stuff, I don't care. That's not Money's not the problem, right? The problem is to get a functioning business. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you if we keep running the business this way, I, I don't see much room for growth. Yeah. Sure, we sure we doubled sales. Sure, you know we have customers walking into our, our showroom. The whole point's not just to screw people over, right? Yeah. The point's to keep growing. So how do we how do we take that step and continuing to grow and making the right decisions, right? Organizing our schedule. Yeah. Well, I think with the schedule, I mean, if you're only doing five jobs right now in a week, the fact that you're running overtime ever is kind of crazy. Because it seems like that'd be one job a day. That wouldn't even be close to a reason to be in overtime. Exactly. That should, like, you'd be done by, like, one if you tighten up some of this stuff. Have you guys thought about how you're mm-hmm. going to, like, do screens from this time to this time and then have them be ready for the next two days? So so let's have say... Have talked about that say, at all? We talked about me and you talked about that in the podcast, but not with uh, Mark. But let's say, let's say we have five orders, hypothetically. What is the plan for the week? Monday, Monday morning, films are all ready. Let's say I did my job. Mm-hmm. Films are all ready. Monday morning, he comes in, and he, and since he has a, let's say Mark is going to be in charge of screens for now, later on we could, you know, this this uh, part-time guy is going to be completely in charge of darkroom. But let's say Mark comes in from 10 to how long? To burn five screens, no, like, five jobs. Really fast. Well, it's really not fast. burn because I'm guessing it's dirty screens already or whatever. So okay. he's cleaning, burning, watching them dry. Really fast. That's not the problem. It's that wasn't the problem of. Um, it wasn't five five orders in a week. Mm-hmm. It was me trying to finish older orders while having rush new rush orders to do the same day. So there's more so than yeah, five due in the week. Yeah, yeah. Those were due like whatever. The customer didn't really care. They're already due, but someone in, like 
just cuts in front of their line, you know, and just like, I want them now, not paying any extra, not paying anything, you know, but we just don't want them to be mad at us. So you're just doing rushes for no reason, and that's affecting the schedule it's, a lot. It, it, no, it, like, logically, it is. If you think about it, it's affecting the schedule. So with the rushes, maybe what you need to do is make the rush, like, you don't even start the rush till overtime. Like, there's no overtime except for rushes. And they're paying a $150 rush fee because, yeah, I have three dudes working overtime on nothing but your job. I mean, maybe that's the logic you have to have. If you're completely dead and bored, then but I don't think, you can do regular time. No, but that, I don't think that's the problem because, for example, Imperial, Imperial Order, we had it. How long did that take to print? Four days? How many units was it? It's small. It was, it was 150 pieces. Why would it take four days? What happened? Okay. Oh, actually. Perfect. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's go. go. Let's do it. <laughs> let's talk okay. about it. Um, so, four days, though. It's not It's not like, okay, two days. Like, that's pushing it. It was four days. Mm-hmm. When did I finish? I finished just Saturday. So, how did it start? How? What happened when you started it? And then, why did it end up taking four so, days? So, the biggest problem with this order, in the very beginning, she didn't have art. She said that one of her managers would give me the art. That manager took a month to give me the art, maybe even a little bit more. So the shirts so they were, were waiting. Shirts were here. The shirts were there. They were waiting. By the time that they gave me the art, we start organizing, organizing the shirts. I forgot to order one style, so we had to order that style. That was next day or next two days that came in. Okay. So that's already three days since they it's gave the two days. Huh? Oh yeah, but since right. they gave the file. Then, then how long did it take? It took a while because the shirts were there. I finished conference, so the, the, the whole I finished conference, and then we got back from Mexico. Oh, that's right. So I left to Mexico for, <laughs> for church, for okay. church, and uh, was in Mexico for ten days. They had everything, the all the all the films, all the everything before Mexico. I didn't find out until after Mexico, ten days. That the shirts were missing. That that some styles. So were missing. you never told him that they were missing, or you couldn't answer your phone, or what happened there? Is he allowed to just call the vendors and get more shirts? Because uh, if he's not allowed to, no, no, no he's, allowed to, well, he's allowed okay, to. He's allowed to. When I start, what I started doing, well, just like we have a just a place, like right how you guys have like the the shelves over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said we, we just set up a couple tables. And my friend Ruben, he, if I'm printing, like I'm printing, he'll either be unloading or you know folding and stuff like washing screens. So when I'm printing like a one man job, which is you know I'm or I'm adjusting, I'll be like, okay, Ruben, you're not doing anything right now. So go organize the shirts. Go put in like you have the you have the the paper. Uh, go check everything off and you know let me let me know because I want to print this order. And so he started that, and while you were in Mexico, he started that, and he's like, 20 hoodies are missing. And then by the time, you can only talk on the phone for like 10, not even 10 minutes. Well, even a text message, you could text me. Well, I was, I was, I was well, we did. You didn't text me the hoodies are missing. Ruben did. No, you didn't. Uh, we, we got to double check that. If he okay. did, and I even, didn't order even, them. Even, okay, let's, let's say that's you, my fault. Okay, let's say you did order them while, like, in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> we come back uh, we started printing and the lady wanted black on black 
So I, I was a, it was a basically a very dark gray uh, hoodie, like a Bella or something. But that took one of those like. But, that, but, listen, but that, that took two days. That took two it. days for her to approve. She replied right away. She replied in a couple hours, and I, t- I forwarded you guys the photo. In a couple hours, I was at home already. Yeah, but the next day, not three that days. That takes two days, because that means you stopped and on like let's say a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You wasted three hours, didn't work on anything else. Look, here's and my, then you got an answer the next morning, right? Well, it's not like I was doing nothing. Here's my point. Here's my point. I don't want to blame you for anything because clearly I have a lot of problems organizing everything, getting the films done on time. There's many times where you're waiting for me, but we have to figure out a system where if there's an issue, <coughs> if there's an issue, it's addressed right away. You know, if 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 I. Like uh, Cole was saying, I can't get distracted. If I'm spending this time during this hour, you know, replying to emails, it's somewhere on a to-do list, or somebody wrote it down. And, and I feel like, and I come to that to-do list, for, I, yeah, and boom, it's done, 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 done. The, the problem, I sit down. The, the problem was all oh, those five orders that weren't getting done. They weren't on Printavo. Those are like twenty-year-old orders, not twenty-year-old order. It was before the program, and we didn't add those in because those weren't like the new orders. <coughs> Okay, we did. We started Pentavo from the month of April. These orders were from March. <coughs> so, so there was no mock-ups. There was nothing. So I, I didn't have like a, I couldn't send her anything. You know, I didn't have her email. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that was another problem. So that order potentially will go better because of Pentavo in the future. Yes. But I see. And also, you have to figure out the roles. Like at shirt agency, let's see. What do what do we have? We have. A salesperson who does nothing but land a sale and input all the information. That's one of your roles. Then we have uh, a person who goes through and does purchasing for all the sales that have happened throughout the day. Then we have someone doing receiving. So you would probably do receiving and you'd have to be responsible for it. But you have to have it be received the day it comes in. Otherwise, when you get around to realizing that he never bought shirts... It could be six days later because you weren't going to run the job for six days anyway. So receiving needs to happen when UPS shows up. Okay. UPS shows up at 1030 and then that's the day when all the things are checked in. Whether that, like, whoever's job it is, it has to be one person's job or it has to be some part-timer's job. Because if you wait four days till the day it's due when you're trying to run it in a rush and then you find out a receiving problem, there's no fixing that. So you have to treat receiving as a position. And even if there's only two of you, you have to like decide, I have one hour of receiving every day. Right, that should, that logically should be me. That's good. That's Because I'm in the warehouse. <coughs> that would be and realistically, rec- your, uh, receiving could be, you know, a part-timer's job, except all you gotta do is pull back that label. For example, SS, Samar, whatever, pull out that invoice paper whatever it needs to be and it says this 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 is in that paper is in this box you know that's it but uh, counting them organizing them for embroidery for screen printing that's a good that's a that's a good idea that'll probably have to be me because UPS comes at 10 and I'm the only one that's what I'm saying just pull back the label and that's it check is is the is the stuff is the stuff there is the stuff there right not not like not like pulling it out of the box so here's here's Carlos Mm -hmm. Carlos is doing I'm doing guys. Carlos, you're standing on the mic. Hello, Mike. Uh, so Carlos does receiving here. He also does a lot of other stuff like make weird contraptions. 
Hey, if anybody needs an emulsion dispenser, we've got plans for the perfect emulsion dispenser. Five gallons. I got the blueprint. It's perfect. It's a perfect machine. It works just like so, a charm. So, Carlos, can you just real quick say how we at Shirt Agency are doing receiving? So, just well, kind of like from Joni communicating to you and then what you do to make yeah, sure stuff's here. Pretty much Joni sends me uh, via Wonderlist uh, a list of all the stuff that we'll be receiving. Then I'm in charge just kind of picking it out and just separating them to all the source and have them ready for the printers to, you know, get them printed. So it's, but you just have to be right on top of it. That's pretty much. You yeah. have to be right on it because you don't want things piling up on you. And then how many boxes? How many boxes do you think you can check in in like one hour? I would say at least about 10 orders. 10 orders? 10 orders per, per hour. So they so, do like five orders in a week. So you guys have half an hour of receiving to do. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta chop. You just gotta like, wait, you gotta like do it as it's solo task. Yeah. Because right now, how well, how many pieces, how many boxes did you just get? Right like now we 30? got about 40, 40, 40, 40 boxes. Yeah. And that won't take you all day yeah. at all. No, no, no. Cause they're all pretty much all separated already in the boxes as they come. So you have to do just pretty much just double check on all the count. That's a good point. Are in. you sending your boxes in as individual POs to your vendors? Yeah. So then it should be like yeah. almost for the, for the mindless. Most part, for the most part, if it's a small order, then no. But for the most part. So finding mistakes like this should be yeah. really small. Oh, it's yeah. about setting a bar. I think, the, the, I think the, the time apart. The biggest thing that me and Mark constantly talk about is system, system, system. How do we make that system? I'm not sure, but that's all we talk about. You know, we need to make a system to make this work. Yeah, you just gotta figure out what kind of system works for you guys better, you know? Cause we um, can't, we there's, just, yeah, sorry. There is so much, I mean, I, you know, what I do just pretty much, I check everything, I count everything, and I write it down with my own handwriting. Then I compare that to the order that I got received. And that's how I pretty much do it. Separate them all by colors first, then count them all in, individually and then from there on then i'll go to the invoice and look at see if everything matches with my counts yeah and, and so i'll go back and forth yeah and our receiving section has three sections mm -hmm. so there's not counted in we don't know what it is mm -hmm. there's the to-do shelf where the printers only go to the to-do shelf they don't go and look at stuff that hasn't been counted and then there's the pickup shelf and that's like the three places boxes can be Pick pickup yeah. is shipping out but yeah, shipping out mm -hmm. or local pickup. Local pickup, yeah. So, like, here we can look at, um, let's see. This okay. is our Wonder List, which is just a to-do app. Yeah. And you might be able to use Printavo in a similar way. Um, but you can see people's individual jobs. Like, here's three films that need to be burned for a job that's on Monday. So these films will get printed and burned now so that printers on Monday are just running it without any pause yeah and then if you look at let's see here's like blair's print list so that in the event that for some reason blair can't do like this rush job right now because someone screwed up there's 13 other jobs waiting for blair to print manually mm -hmm. so that the printer is always printing sometimes you're better off having a printer who always prints than you are trying to like get the most out of one human oh, one human yeah Getting the most out of one human will actually probably be less efficient just because watching screens dry and stuff is really slow. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Is, are you guys doing anything like this kind of a thing where you're separating the job into tasks? No. no. You're just mm. calling it one big job and it just yep. floats. Yep. 
Printava does have a does have a to do list. It's, it's not like that. It is like this. They showed it to me. We just haven't used it at all. Like here's the counts that Carlos you can, you hasn't accomplished yet. Accomplished it, yeah. So he just double clicks this, and he does this all from his phone. He doesn't even need a computer. Mm-hmm. And he's got count sheet links sitting there, yeah. so he can confirm whatever information yeah. he compared to my information compared to his area. packing list. Yeah. So yeah, because there's a packing slip that comes with it too. But yeah. then I, I always double check everything. Yeah, yeah. So make sure that everything's there. So that's really, I that's go good. my count first. That's really good. Yeah, really good, do yeah. go through my count first that I do manually. I write everything, then I compare it to that invoice, and then I go and compare it to that. Order. And these to-do yeah. lists are being used with the same way with like even our salespeople. So here's the scheduled meetings we have today, tomorrow that are actually scheduled. So we try to encourage people to schedule a meeting and not just wander in. Yeah. So even if they're on the phone and they say like, oh, I'll stop by, you say, oh, I have a opening tomorrow at 11. Can I put you in that slot? And then mm-hmm. they say, sure. Yeah. Instead Makes of it much... just being like, I'll stop yeah, by, which yeah. could totally screw you yeah, up when absolutely. you're in the middle of something else. Yeah. It makes it more exclusive. People are more, you know, happier. If it's scheduled, more... people feel like they yeah. need to arrive mm-hmm. instead of just blowing you off. Yeah. It's more professional, I think. That's a good point. point. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. It's like uh, there's stores, right? There's a store that I used to go to Maros, but the only way you can go in there is by appointment only. You want to go see the clothes? By appointment only. You walk in there, you set an appointment. Yeah, Any stylist will if go you're, in there. Yeah, if you're going yeah. out of your way to make mm-hmm. an appointment, mm-hmm. you are, you are a yeah, serious customer. you're a serious customer. And how many people like do you really want to deal with who pay less than $500? Yeah. So if a person is going to give you $500, they deserve your attention while you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. Instead of you being kind of frazzled that someone surprised you with a walk-in. That's happened to me before. Where mm-hmm. I had three customers, two of them are waiting, I'm working mm-hmm. with one. Right? Yeah, and then you're doing a bad job with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. So you might want to put on your website something like, we have a meeting scheduler. Mm-hmm. Um, that It's called Calendly. It's just a little add-on. And I'm sure Squarespace has a similar thing. Where like they go on your website, they click schedule a meeting. And then they just press like Tuesday at 11's open and they click it and you automatically get notified and they just know that they have it. Very good. That's a great idea. Oh, the same thing with haircuts too. Yeah. No, haircuts I'm, do. I, I, have, <laughs> yeah, I have a barbershop and the, the barbershop thing. You get your haircut? Me? Yeah. Wow. What a, what a thought. What a thought. Well, haircuts is on here. Well, there you go. I used to cut my own hair. You see? Now there's nothing left. It's like I got scared the night. You know, I was like, oh, sh- I'm not going back well, out there. Well, no, this is this is good. This is good. So, so, so what other questions do you have about like the structure that you guys are? Where's what other conflicts are there? Because it does seem like you're very inefficient. Even just the press running at one, it seems crazy. Well, what I was saying was. Um, Don't talk too fast. No. Because <laughs> by the time I do two, you know, I was with Vlad and he already did it. Like the press went around three times mm-hmm. on that same speed. As a, as like at the same well, speed. Well, no, we figured out print speed. What's what's another problem that we could talk about? We figured that out. What are other problems that you see uh, from the production side? One thing that Cole mentioned, I don't know if you were here on another podcast, was delegating tasks. So, for example, if we put uh, Ruben, the other Ruben, not me, in charge of the dark room, you know, and we have to focus and make sure that he comes in 
you know, we know that he can come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That those are the days we save films. They're ready. If we have a lead time, we will have never have issues with uh, with uh, orders never being done on time because we know that screens will be ready every single Monday, every single Wednesday, and every single Friday. You know, whatever, 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 and however it is. Yeah, exactly. If you're paying that kid for ten hours of labor mm-hmm. and he does three hours each part time shift or whatever, he should be coming in and not wasting one moment of his three hours. Yeah. He should roll in, and there should be a stack of films. Stack of films, yeah. And it's like, you're going to burn the stack of films, and you're immediately after going to clean 15 screens, and then you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's all the kid does. Yeah. So that you're printing, and you're just printing. So on Friday, your Monday stuff's ready. On Monday, your Tuesday-Wednesday stuff gets ready. And on average, what are numbers for how long it should take to expose, and how long it should take to wash? And uh, well, it's it's different because it's know, different. No, I'm just saying we have a different like. Well, let's theirs. I can expose like twenty screens at once. No, no, no. ours is we, like we, we <laughs> have an issue with. Yeah, our... We can expose two screens at once. <laughs> yeah. We have twenty. It's so fast. <laughs> and it, like, we it, have a, we have an issue with our exposure unit. Is what he means. Which I, one is it? You have like no, a really I built, big I one. I built my own. Uh, oh uh, yeah. yeah. That's so, the way I like to do it. You know? Yeah. So so we're gonna get a new exposure unit. I. That's it. I'm making a. I'm making a promise. A week after we come back home, that we will have a new exposure. That's well, what he. That's what he said. No, when no. He came back from Mexico. That's it. <laughs> we have, I swear, it's like brown. We have that's what the margaritas. No, actually, wants. I, actually, what happened? On the beach, we're <laughs> gonna be so much faster. <laughs> <laughs> I came back from Mexico and I was swamped. I just had a bunch of pissed off customers that yeah. orders weren't done. You know. Yeah. We had. We had actually. Well, actually, we, what what's funny is we had an 800 piece order, right? And I come back 10 days later and the order's not done. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened there? What was that problem? That was the only order we had during the 10 days. You had one what? order for 10 days and you No, we had it? like other orders, had but other, that was- other so- like But that was orders. priority and that was- That was the main one. That was the main so one. Why, why isn't an 800 piece order getting done no. in one day if it's, a, if it's an auto? Because even on a manual, you'd be doing like 400 a day. Yeah, yeah, on a manual. Yeah. Well, 800, 800 piece order, front and back, uh, and that's it. There was no sleeves. So it's sixteen hundred impressions, impressions, front and so, back. But again, like the biggest, again the biggest problem why it's taking you so long is because how much time it's taking to go around. If my speed is at one, watching you guys out there, it's like, well, it's like if it's at five, it's gonna go twice as like three times as fast, you know. Yeah, I don't understand why you're at one. Because I'm missing something there. Um, You said the other day that you think our squeegees are amazing. Do you need to buy new squeegees? What it, what it was, it was like, we have really s- stiff squeegees. So it has to like... But it's whatever came with the right now. Yeah, I'm not yes, complaining so. at all about what it was, you know. Just the best kind of quality, like, I would call... Okay, I'm not going to say that part because... <laughs> I called the companies and I asked them for help and I didn't get much help. And so I had to just figure stuff on my own. And the best thing that I figured out to get the cleanest white was to go slower on the white just so it would have like the most pressure and the most like um, smoothness, I guess. Yeah. But I think the reason you're so desperately going so slow is because you had the wrong squeegee to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what it was. because. Uh, so do we have the wrong squeegee? Ruben tried, I compared to us, you do. Because we'll like rock, our, our rock runs on like six or seven on the little dial. 
pretty much all day, every day, mm-hmm. without issues. And then we do under bases, and then we do top weights. Okay, so, so we you should... you guys have so, some so, sort of weird hard squeegee. No, they're really... Yeah. Did, did you tell them you wanted to do water base or something, and that's why they give you hard squeegees? No. It's just that's their new stock? Because, yeah, you guys have... No, I mean, clearly, have, clearly we don't know what we're we doing. Have we're not blaming model, anyone man. else. Clearly, we don't know what we're doing. No, for some and, time, and, and that's another reason why you know we need to we need to. We were we were like we're learning by ourselves sometimes. Like you know, there's YouTube videos that are helping, but not everybody has a rock. Not everybody's posting um, videos of the you know. What about those um, the paint? How is the paint? I mean, it's a, They're using Wilflex. Oh, okay. So it's that it's has not the with Yeah, I love yeah. Wilflex. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Wilfex. I think you guys need to buy some squeegees like now. Yeah, buy we, them now and then we, they'll just we be bought, there on Monday. We bought two squeegees. You don't need to buy the whole assembly. Yeah, you we bought buy the, blade. the strip. We bought the mm-hmm. blade, and it's like the three layers. And Ruben said uh, the triple durometer squeegee is still not what we have. What do you guys have? We just have the green one. It's mm-hmm. like the medium grade green that's, one. That's what we have. We have green. And listen to this. All of ours are green. No. Are you serious? There's like two of them that we bought are pink. Remember? Pink. All of, them are pink. Pink. all of them are pink. And We're pink. all green. We're all green here. Okay. And you bought two of them. Two green? Yes, sir. I told Ruben yesterday. So do those two, why don't, I mean, if you throw no. it on the white screen, does that fix And I, t- I, t- I, talk, I talked to Ruben yesterday, and I, sh- I showed him the pictures. Um, I, t- I took two pictures of your guys' adjustments. And I told, Bye, Carlos. I told him to use those green squeegees. He said he used it on the, uh, the one order that we were doing right now. Said it worked a lot better, and and he sped it up to like five. Yeah, see there so you it's, go. It's laying Good. a lot more ink down. Good. I'm. That is amazing news. That is amazing news. He put it to fifty pressure, fifty psi, and then he said it was like, it looked really good. That's amazing news. That's amazing news. That's 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 what I want to hear. Yeah, it seems like those. I mean, you should. We've just got green on everything. So the red one's right there. This red one. Here's the squeegee blade. Here's mine. Mine's a 7090. You guys are using R3. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I don't know what what like uh, durometer this is, but yeah, yours definitely is like a stiffer blade. So the blade you have would work great on certain on certain and things. It, and it does look it, it does work on certain like things. on blacks or high detail or on like water base the hard squeegee would be positive but um yeah for like putting down white quickly this one's gonna do a lot better hey cole did you ever think about going to portland <laughs> going to portland what would i do in portland check out our shop <laughs> oh yeah well I, I i've thought about seeing ryan at because I've still never even been there. You serious? Yeah, I think we might. There's a possibility that we're doing an event, uh, like maybe at the end of the summer or something, that I might be in Portland for. I don't even know if it's official. Well, if you ever need a place to stay, we... then I'll get a hotel. No, we have we have a we have a, we have an Airbnb completely oh, separate, yeah. and I will uh, it won't charge you, of course. Cool, it's really nice. Well, that's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure I'll be in Portland pretty soon for some reason. Okay, I don't want to brag, but our shop is right next to uh, Ryan Ave, so headquarters HQ. <laughs> but I don't want to brag and stuff. You know, you have to be humble in this show. Be humble. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. Sure. What else? What else? What 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 other issues do we have? 
so I guess we got already printing the whole print side. Darkroom is good. Production is ah, good. Darkroom. Darkroom needs to be scheduled. Okay. But you guys know how to do it. Okay. Yeah. Darkroom, we know how to do it. We know how everything works. But you need to do exposure. it ahead of time. Exposure. The exposure unit. The units. There you go. So I, 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 you we had, we you had, had Carlos. We had Cole. We had you. Witnesses. Three witnesses. It will be done. That's it. And with a thousand other people that are listening. Yeah, it will be done. We will have a brand new exposure unit. Yeah, they, uh, let's see. The X Factor. This one's 1500 with a digital timer. This is a normal UV one. And then if you lose your mind, they've got the crazy ones with the LEDs. The LEDs, I believe, get it done in like 15 seconds. Mine right now is fluorescent bulbs, and I think I'm in the two-minute range, depending on the detail. They have a minute 30. For you, I mean, I don't know why you would need a 15-second burn. Also, five grand is a lot of cash. But some of these cheaper ones, if you want to go brand new, like this one right here, 1,500, and I'm sure it'll be burning in, like, the minute 30, two-minute range. Okay. We, Call we, Lucas. Call Ross. There you go. See what. See if they got anything used. Um, but yeah, so you can burn a little faster. You can schedule your burning. Then who's going to be in charge of receiving officially? Me. Who's that? And you're going to be doing it when? As uh, soon as it comes in. That's the thing. Yeah. Soon well, as it comes what if in, he's we'll, busy? No, no, but if it, but if it takes 30 minutes and his main job is only printing and, and darkroom is scheduled. If, so darkroom is officially off of him now. Darkroom is officially off. Yeah. So I don't, I don't. I don't watch screens until, like unless I have. Here's to. here's the thing, Mark. Here's here's what my, here's what what just kind of like just spoke out to me during this one week trip. If we fix sales, if if I'm about if I'm about to spend you know five hundred, a thousand, two thousand dollars a month on advertising, just to just to get the ball rolling for sales, then then we need to figure out the print. And if we have to hire somebody full time just like you to handle darkroom or handle receiving or handle. You know, even if we have a, even if we have a second second person that's under you that literally does pulling, uh, organizing, receiving, and darkroom, is that too much work? <laughs> is it too much work? Well, or? it depends how many jobs you land. Because the thing is, like, yeah, you know, at our shop right now, well, well I would call our staff like lean right now. Okay, but you, but you are doing eight times us, right? You're doing eight times yeah. the work, and you have about ten people, ish. Eight to ten people working for you. So if mm -hmm. we if we just at least let's say well plus Rancho, but plus. that's the shipping. That's like the fulfillment system. So, so what you, I'm saying, you is, guys aren't going to offer that yeah. ever, probably, right? Fulfillment? I kind of, kind of want website to. fulfillment. I would kind of want to, but it just depends on what kind of cu customers we get. We right. have like four people on staff just because of it, so well, it, it's kind of a pain. Like it'll ruin your day. Anyway, what were you saying about <laughs> the size? <laughs> So, yeah, so you're thinking you can grow. So what do you think realistically you could do in sales? What are you expecting? What are you trying to so accomplish we did, by we August? Did, okay, don't say 10 million by no, August. No, 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 no. We he did. was talking 10 million yesterday. Yeah, we, we I, gotten I, past I know. That. We did, we did 200,000 last year. 230 uh -huh. something, whatever. With two guys. With two guys. Yes, sir. With two guys. And that's with a really, 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 really bad sales funnel. And that's a really bad shop, the way it's run. 
So if we but, do, but with no expenses, because we were in a the gr- building's new, because no, we were no, in a no, garage no. for six months. Yeah, only six months of that is in a is in a new shop since July. New okay. July. Now, if if we've already doubled sales in quarter one, just because we're in a shop, and I guess realistically, I think it's just the fact that we feel more legit <laughs> mm-hmm. because we're in a, our own shop, we have our own place. It's not out of a garage, you know. Um, I think that if we just pick up our sales and we we do triple sales, so we do six hundred this year, then I think we can. And you want to do six hundred with a staff of three? Is that possible? Yeah, I think that's that, doable. Is that, is that realistic? But is it possible? It also depends what kind of orders these are. No. Like it's going to be easier to land thousand piece orders that have big paydays and work through one design with a thousand pieces than it is to make the exact same amount of money on 42 little orders. Like, I'm honestly so like tired of like little orders. 24 shirts piss me off so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I mean, so it definitely annoying. slows you down. So like, if you're going to make, let's say you're gonna make 20 grand, you could make 20 grand with one client and that client might have one design or three designs or whatever. And you just work through that straight through and 20 grand it might actually only take you two or three days of work with a team of like two, three guys. It may not be a big deal, but 20 grand worth of $300 order, $200 order, $500 order, $150 order. You could end up working really hard for two weeks trying to get 20 grand's worth of work finished because it's a whole bunch of little problems, a whole bunch of art adjustments, a whole bunch of tiny clients, a whole bunch of approvals. So figuring out your focus as to like who you're serving. We have maybe like maybe two, maybe maximum three big, big clients like that. So you either need to gun for big clients or you need to raise your prices on your little clients. Okay. One of those two things. If you're going to do the little client game, you might be too cheap. We don't want to do it. We honestly don't want to. It's just that's the only kind of client we get right now. Every email is, can I get 12 shirts? Can I get six? Some people come in and ask for like two shirts. Like, well, that's like the DTG thing. Yeah, like I sold today have. since Chris isn't here. I sold twelve DTGs, but twelve shirts you paid two hundred and twenty bucks, and twelve shirts on DTG will take I don't know less than one hour for one guy to run on the DTG machine. So like, it's cool to take the job, but you have to have like the person who does the task. Like here, you don't have DTG. Yeah, but I mean, we have a a plotter and a heat press. Yeah, so you wouldn't... And definitely not worth the time, three hours spending on designing it and making 10 bucks on a shirt. Yeah, we didn't design it either. We just are printing the 12 shirts. Okay. So, like, unlike Blair will do nothing but small jobs, while Vlad will do nothing but, like, at least 100-piece jobs, if not much bigger. All right. So you're going to want to start figuring out, if you're going to have a tiny crew... Maximizing your crew means getting more ideal clients. So what what is more reasonable? Four employees and six hundred thousand? Three employees? Two? But they have to be full time. That's the difference. They have to be full time. Yeah. So honestly, seriously, the, I know dudes that could do six hundred thousand and have no staff. No staff. But like but, why? But then again, we we're talking about lifestyle. Because if I you land off podcast, if you land two or three clients, one client, okay, that's you that. could do six hundred thousand with two yeah. or three clients that are huge, and you could just be like, "This is the only guys I care about. I'm gonna crank on my machine. I'm gonna go home." 
Like, don't even treat it as hours. Just be like, we're going to crank for four days. We're not going to work Friday. And then these guys don't have another tour date until, you know, April 19th. So we're all going to come back and run more merch on the 5th. Like, depending on who your client is, you can totally change the way you do business. So we need to you we could, need to target that client. Or you have to be the local shop that does small stuff and raise your prices. But there are guys I I know that, like, they'll do... Or I won't say anybody. But yeah, yeah, that's true. There are guys who will do, like, one artist. Like, their whole life is one artist. Yeah, there's a, actually a shop across the bridge in Portland. Uh, all he does is Nike. Mm-hmm. And, and his scheduling is probably amazing. Yeah. He deals and with one person. They know what said, they he need. Said, he said 90% of his work is Nike. Mm-hmm. So and if he, you're doing he has, that with... He has 10 autos. Seven, maybe. Breweries, bands, maybe, like, one, one like, clothing retail brand that's killing it. Whatever. You can have way less clients... And all of a sudden, twenty grand worth of work seems easy. See, and, and like that's how, we, like I, I see, that's how. So, so how do we get be? that client? Would it be sales? Would it be like, um, well, I mean, there's outside sales, which is like more old school, like going and pitching yourself and meeting people and trade shows and. If there's any, scheduling if there's meetings. any good outside sales listening, we are willing to try, or. What's the... If there's a good outside salesperson listening, they don't want to work for you. <laughs> like, the guys who are good at it, they totally, like, they bring mad numbers. Because they do a meeting... But, like, if, they're, but if they're good at it, and I'm willing to pay them more than the other shop... You're because, not. Because I need, I need it more. You're not. There are salespeople making $110,000. Yeah, so I'll make less money, but I'll build a client, build a client base. I'll, I won't make as much. That's fine with me. But I will build a client client base, and I'll I can't off. grant one hundred hundred ten thousand in a month. No, one hundred ten thousand is the sales of that one person. Like that's his salary. Oh, well, yeah. Like, there, I've known sales guys where their book of business is two million, and it's a sales guy. Yeah, and they work for a shop that does way more than two million. So, so, so if like it, it's so, you have to create, you have to give yourself these clients. You're not going to magically pay someone a salary. Because those types of people, they're either already working somewhere or they screwed up. So then they're telling you, like, I used to make this and now I'm looking for a new job. I mean, really what you need to do is find your own connections. So if that's outside sales, then you need to start hustling, like, meetings. Or if you want to do online sales funnels and try to get people through ads, it works. But you're going to get a few more surprises. Like? Smaller, like random people wanting tiny orders. Okay, because you sent an ad to ninety-two thousand people. Yeah, you know, that's why we were playing with demographics because you you are trying to find the right guy. Because no one's trying to do birthday shirts, you know. What if I raise my minimum to thirty-six pieces? I don't know. Culture Studios minimum is like twelve pieces, and Culture Studios got like 10 autos running so i don't think it's that you have to be rude to small clients so you have to create systems to serve as different parts of the market like that's why i have blair and it's why i have dtg small stuff ends up by dtg or blair so that my autos are autos so if you guys are only auto then maybe you can raise your minimum or you can decide that you're down with small shop stuff 
I have, and maybe I have one person MNR, is I have only an MNR Sidewinder 6-6. So maybe someone is hired as only your manual guy so that he is on an auto. We palletized it. We want, we want to sell it. Posted it on DigiSmith. I think everything's posted on DigiSmith and nobody buys anything. I had three good offers and I said no because I was I wanted more money. But they were good offers. How much do you want for it? How much do I want for it? I, 20K? No. 20K for a 50, manual? 5,500. 5500 for a manual, that's, that's good. I got three offers, and I said, yeah. no, I just wish, I texted them later, and they're like, oh, I already bought one. But if, yeah. but if I if I went back, I would have sold it to them. Well, tell people your email. Grandlinegraphics at gmail.com. There you go. Six, six, Sidewinder, air, airlocks, everything. Mike, uh, so sick. <laughs> I printed on it for like two years. Has sleeve buttons, everything. I don't know. There's not much, and then I have a conveyor dryer two sleeve and a flash dryer. So we're gonna not do a podcast tomorrow because okay. I'm going to nap all day uh, and get ready for class because class is Saturday, Sunday. You guys are here for class, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. So we'll do some sort of podcast after probably Saturday. Yeah. The, pr- the ad promotions are running, so. I think by Saturday, Sunday, we'll have some... Some sort some, of update. Some good numbers. And depending on who's in the class, maybe we could do some crazy roundtable, like 12 people on the mic thing. Sounds good. Because people ask crazy questions in the class. So it might be cool to just put the mic in the center of people at the end of the day and see what really comes up talking shop. All right. So for anyone who's actually listening, thanks for listening. Adios. Yeah. See you Saturday. Appreciate Shout out to Mark Boss, Rob. <laughs> Bye. Bye.